When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Hey, how you doing? Time for Sports and Other But Sports with Kent Sterling for Wednesday, February 12, 2020. We're waiting for the snow. It hasn't started yet, but it's on its way. Supposed to have a little inclement weather. That's the way winter's supposed to work. I don't bitch about it. I'm not going to moan. This is just the way it is. So let's enjoy it as we can, as we enjoy dental visits. Visits to the dental office. I know you don't like them, but you know what? If you call Dr. Mike O'Neill at today's dentistry, all of a sudden you're going to be in love with going to the dentist because you're going to realize that it's time well invested. Dr. Mike O'Neill, a genius in the art and science of dentistry, 317-849-2933. The Pacers, one game before the All-Star break. My God, can the All-Star break come a little bit more quickly? Pacers have lost six in a row. They have the best team in the NBA tonight at Bankers Life Fieldhouse in the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks could be without Giannis Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo and his girlfriend, they welcomed a, uh, a kid into the world just the other day. So he may miss this as he prepares to play in the All-Star game that coming up this weekend in Chicago. So anyway, whether or not Antetokounmpo plays, look, the Bucks have won 14 of their last 15. The really weird thing about this matchup to me is that the Bucks are only favored by a point and a half. I don't understand it. The The Pacers are not playing good basketball right now. The Bucks are playing outstanding basketball right now. How this is a one and a half point edge gambling wise, uh, I have no idea. I would have guessed somewhere around four and a half that you can get the Bucks minus one and a half in Indianapolis against the Pacers. I, I would be all in. If I were a gambler, I would say, thank you. I appreciate it. And I would go to the sports book like I was going to the bank saying, hey, I'd like my money, please, because I think that that's what's going to happen. I can't see a way that the Pacers, after losing the other night to the Nets in the way they did, are going to show up tonight and win that game. Seems outrageous to me to expect such a thing. We hope that it's going to happen. We hope the Pacers win this game. But to expect it is insane. And to not invest... In, in what might be their demise as they look ahead to the All-Star break, I just I can't even fathom. I, I don't do that because I don't need to invest in a game in order to care about it. I can find other reasons to care about it. I don't need to make myself crazy losing. And then on top of losing, which I hate in theory, losing, losing money on top of that, I, I just can't cotton. I, I cannot uh, countenance that kind of behavior. So uh, I don't gamble. But boy, if I did, I would be heavy into tonight's game at Bankers Live Fieldhouse. That game, like I said, 7.30 tonight on ESPN. Butler, they're taking on Xavier. 
That game at 6.30 on CBS SN. So if you're going to go to Henkel for this game tonight, and it's a terrific game, Xavier's wonderful. They play really good basketball. They're 5-6 and six this year in the Big East. Butler is 6-5. and five. This is a huge game. Because if Butler wins this game at Henkel, they've got a chance to move towards second place. Second place is still in play for Butler. Right now, the way the standings line up in the Big East, Butler at 6-5, and five, they're just a game out of second. Creighton, Villanova, and Marquette all tied at 7-4. and four. Butler, Providence tied at 6-5. and five. Xavier is at 5-6. and six. Georgetown is at 4-7. and seven. If Butler can get on a little roll, they could get to second in the Big East. If they don't get on a little roll, then Georgetown at 4-7, and seven, you know what? They've got a game next against Georgetown. If Butler lost this game and then they lost to Georgetown, it's entirely possible that they would be tied for 7th and 8th place with the Hoyas. Can't have that. This is the Big East, man. The Big East... Everybody is in the middle, right? You've got DePaul on the bottom. You've got Seton Hall at the top. And the other eight, you know what? They are all good basketball teams who could win on any given night. The Big Ten, sort of the same deal. The Big Ten is really, really interesting. You've got so many teams that can play at a high level. Maryland looked like uh, and looks like they're going to win the regular season championship in the Big Ten, right? Last night, Nebraska took them to the limit. Nebraska came within two of beating Maryland. Maryland on top, Nebraska, 13th at 2-11. and 11. Indiana right now, 5-7. and seven. They are tied for, what is that, 10th? 10th right now with Ohio State, who's got a game tonight. Michigan plays tonight, too. So and we root for those teams to lose because, of course, we would. And we need Indiana to win tomorrow night as they host Iowa at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Indiana still with a chance to make this a season. They, they got some winnable games coming up. They've also got some games that they could lose. And if they don't get things straightened out, they've got a chance to lose all of them. If they do get things straightened out, they get a chance to win all of them. We don't know what's going to happen with Indiana basketball, and that's what kind of makes it fun. Actually, it would be more fun if we knew what was going to happen, but we don't, so we say that's more fun because that's the reality, and why not enjoy the reality? Um, I want to talk for a minute about Tom Brady to the Dallas Cowboys, which is utterly preposterous. It is ridiculous. As I speak right now on NFL Live, they're talking about the potential for Tom Brady to go to the Cowboys. It makes no sense. This is Here's where this conversation comes from. It's not about football, and it's not about reality. What it's about are brand values in sports media. The Dallas Cowboys, you can talk about the Cowboys locally, in different markets and still make the move, make the needle move. All right. Nationally, there is nobody in America, no team in America you can talk about where you're going to get more traction with listeners, with viewers than the Dallas Cowboys. Tom Brady, same thing as an individual, huge brand with the NFL, right? NFL, biggest brand, Dallas Cowboys, biggest brand among the 32 teams in the NFL. Tom Brady, the biggest brand among all players in the NFL. So marrying Tom Brady and the Dallas Cowboys into this unholy alliance within the same segment and within the same story, of course they're going to do that. ESPN, when I would go visit ESPN in Bristol, what they would tell me, and they said this a lot, is ESPN is a research company that broadcasts sports. 
That's what they do. They are into research. Here, here are the four things that you want out of a show, right, or out of a segment within a show. You want relevance. You want authenticity among the hosts. You want people who are real, in other words. You want fun and you want creativity. All right, relevance is the easiest thing to manage. Relevance means are your topics relevant? Are you talking about what your audience cares about? And what they do at ESPN relentlessly is research topics. When I was a program director for local sports talk radio, either in Indianapolis or St. Louis, we would do research where we would we would do uh, phone research, call out research, where we would gauge interest levels and popularity among hosts and among teams and different brand values within our market. And then we would also do, I, I would always put together kind of these advisory panels. And I, I would do it maybe every six months where I'd get four groups of 12 in a room that were representative of our listeners. And I'd talk to them about sports for an hour and a half, engage their interest in the different teams within the market. And then you take that information and you turn it into relevant broadcasts. We would do that a lot. ESPN does that constantly. So when you see Brady and the Cowboys in a segment on NFL Live or Get Up or First Take or any of the other shows, you know why you see it? Because people want to watch it. It is relevant to the ESPN audience to want to see that. That's why they present it. That's how sports media works. So if they can take Brady, who's a free agent, and the Cowboys, who've got a little bit of a question mark at quarterback, because what do you do with Dak Prescott? Do you sign him to an extension? Do you franchise him? What the hell do you do with him? All right, you've got those options. Dak Prescott is going to be the, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, and Tom Brady isn't going to sign there to become Dak Prescott's uh, backup. That is not going to happen. They know that's not going to happen, but that doesn't mean it's not good TV, and it doesn't mean it's not good radio. What it means is that it's impossible, but people are still going to listen to it, and that's why they present it. So if you want to feel like you're being duped, you can feel like you're being duped if you like. You are being duped, in fact, but you're being duped by the data that ESPN has collected. If you think analytics are just for guys like Billy Bean and general managers in the uh, NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, you're crazy. A lot of analytics used in sports media as well. Mel Tucker, he's going to Michigan State. All right, he was the uh, the Colorado Buffaloes coach. He went 5-7 and seven this past year, his only year in Colorado. Just Saturday, he tweeted that he's committed to Colorado, that the interest from Michigan State, he enjoyed it, and and it's nice, but he is committed to Colorado. Well, four days later, it's wheels up and he's gone. All right? This is how it works with coaches. Coaches can decide to do whatever the hell they want. There's a $3 million buyout for Tucker to leave Colorado. I would assume that Michigan State is going to write the check for that. Tucker's going to show up in East Lansing for his introductory uh, press conference tonight at 6.30. That'll be carried on BTN. And everything is going to be right with the world, except for the people he leaves behind. The players who cannot transfer unless they get a waiver or uh, unless they want to sit out a year. And the coaches he leaves behind, who understand what they're getting into, this is what happens with coaches, but that he's doing it this late in the game. 
it's not like this is immediately after the season and these guys have a chance to go out and get another job. That's not the way this works. These assistant coaches are either going to be retained to Colorado by whoever becomes the new coach, or maybe they can go with Tucker to Michigan State, or they're going to be unemployed. The life of a college football or college basketball coach can absolutely suck. And for these guys, some of these guys, it will suck. For the players who are sold a bill of goods by the coach who said, you know what, I'm here, I'm dug in, and we're going to build something together. What do you think? And they said, yes, coach, I'm in. Let's go. Those guys, they lost their coach, and maybe they lost their spot, and They can't transfer without sitting out a year unless they're granted a waiver. It would be great if the Big Ten's proposal to allow one-time athletes to transfer without getting dinged at all and without uh, having to sit for a year idly by, it would be great if the Big Ten uh, were able to enact that. And if that became policy throughout college athletics, I think that that would be a great thing. Right now, you know what what sports are bound to their school and suffer a penalty of sitting out? It's not all of them. It's not like people within college athletics said, oh, you know what, Um, how about this? Athletes, student athletes, they need a year to kind of get their their feet wet at the new place. And so we're going to put a rule in here that says that they've got to sit, that they can't play because it's better for them. No, 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 no. Here are the sports where you have to sit a year unless you get a waiver. Uh, Football, uh, men's and women's basketball, baseball, and hockey. That's it. You know what is unique about all of those sports? They all have major leagues. That's what's unique. You got the NBA, the WNBA, the NFL, and Major League Baseball, and the NHL. You've got major leagues. So what these people don't want, they don't want potential pros in those sports. They don't want those guys jumping across the street in order to feather their professional nest. They don't want that. Wrestlers, they can transfer. They don't have to sit a minute uh, as long as they do it at the end of the season. Uh, Track and field people, golfers, field hockey players, swimmers, they can all jump. And they don't suffer any year off, they don't have to take any time off. That's what that's the problem. All right. If your argument is it's better for everybody, well, then make it that way for everybody. If it's not better for wrestlers, why is it better for basketball players to sit for a year? Give everybody the option one time to roll out without penalty, without having to sit for a year. I think that makes all kinds of sense, especially in this kind of situation where a coach jumps, and we know what happens. We know what the score is. We know that recruits are sold a bill of goods by a coach, right? Either a position coach or a head coach, but it's generally the head coach. You go play for the coach. We know that you sign with the school and you commit to the school, but what you're really doing is you're responding by committing to the relationship that you've developed with the head coach. If the head coach up and leaves, or if the head coach is fired, the athletes in that sport ought to be released to do what they will. If they want to stay, they can stay. If they want to leave, they can leave without penalty. I think that just makes sense. If the coaches have the freedom to do it, why the hell shouldn't the athletes have the freedom to do it? 
All right, that's sports, nothing but sports. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent Bright early, 8 o'clock in the morning on Facebook Live, and then immediately thereafter, we do it on Periscope and Twitter. It's a show so nice that we do it twice. It's all brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill, 317-849-2933. And while you're at it, get online, go to Amazon.com, and order yourself either an ebook, an audiobook, or the hardcover of Oops! The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures that I wrote. It's 37 mistakes and adventures that are, are absolutely true. I'm responsible for them. I learned for, from them. And if you read this book, you'll learn from them without making these mistakes for yourself. That, what a public service I'm providing, right? All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Join me.